Well, hello there, guys, gals, non-binary pals. This is your friendly neighborhood DM, uh, Zach. Uh, uh, we wanted to give a little bit of a content warning. Uh, this episode, there are no explicit depictions of these things, but they are implied in the in the text. Um, there is the implication of violence against sex workers and the possibility that violence was in fact itself sexual violence um this is not usually a thing that i i tend to put in my games um it was not intended as such um but i think that for people sensitive to those things it is it is worth understanding that that is in here um there is no it happens whatever happens happens off screen it is not um in the in the actual episode itself but for those listeners that are concerned about these things or do not wish to even entertain such ideas, I fully fully appreciate that and wish that for you to know that this episode does contain some of those things. Um, so, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully this episode finds you well, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye. If if uh, Okinawan if Okinawan hand techniques have taught me anything, you want your hands to move as little as possible, not as far as possible. I, the one-inch punch. I learned basically nothing else, but I got that for sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to that D&D podcast. Uh, we all definitely just clapped at exactly the same time because we are professionals. <laughs> there was no karate talk in between. There was absolutely none. Uh... <laughs> My, my name is Zach, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be running the game tonight, I guess, sort of. Um, uh, welcome. I will now allow everyone else to introduce themselves in Discord order, so there's no confusion. Aw, oh, man. Alright, that's me. Uh, hi there, I'm Andrew, uh, also he, him, and uh, I will be reprising my role as Poffet, the tiny little creepy doll that does no violence but terrifies people nonetheless. Hi, I'm Adam, he, him. I will be once again playing Elamir, the straight man of the party. Not like yeah. gender straight, but comedy straight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today was the Pride Parade in Vancouver. Oh, Jesus. That, I'll bet that was, I mean, great, but like that had to have been super hot. So, Yes, along several axes. Yes, there you go. Sure. <laughs> that, ending on a positive note. Love it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I can't follow that. But I am Jonathan. He, him. I will be playing Fick Unterschlung, the troll who's sort of working for the mother goddess now to enact revenge or something? I don't know. It's confusing me. And you, probably. So, mission accomplished. Uh, and I'm Mike Jederkson Brard, he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Air Quotes Dr. Armstrong. I didn't know your first name was Air Quotes. Yeah, I come from a long line of Air Quotes. Well, it's actually Air Quote. It's Air. Kristen name... Quotes, Dr. Armstrong is the full patronymic last name. Poppet hey. is taking notes furiously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, when we last left our heroes, uh, they had um, shaken down some dock workers for a package of theirs. 
Um, didn't drown anybody in the process, so that's a positive. Um, and we're on a borrowed boat. Literally, actually borrowed, for real. It was, it was lent to them. And we're headed to meet their contact, one astronomer named Bennett, who is in the Cliffside Observatory. So we're going to talk about downtime. And uh, we'll sort of, I think it's, we're smash cutting. It's now sort of, it's right at evening. The sun is nearing the the horizon on the ocean and your boat pulls up again i'm a flatlander so i love my nautical terminology uh pulls up to the pier uh that is a pretty janky looking pier uh it hasn't been maintained in a while just like a dock with a bunch of moldering wood and some some ropes that probably aren't super useful hanging off of it um, and a really long stairway cut into rock that leads up in a bunch of switchbacks to a cliff that is m tens of meters above the water and itself topped with an ancient-looking tower um, that you have been led to believe is your likely new base of operations. Like I said, light's about to go away, so if you're going to head up, now is the time. And it looks pretty secluded, honestly. It's a ways outside the city. Um, yeah. I'm assuming you climb the stairs. Yes. Do I roll to climb stairs? I think Poppet climbs the troll and then allows the troll to climb the stairs. Or, narratively, the troll flies. There's something funny about just the troll flying narratively only. I mean, yeah. Like, like physically and metaphysically, no, that, that troll is terrestrial only. But narratively. <laughs> yes, real stickler for rules around here. Um, yeah, so, uh, as you ascend, I'm assuming that the are you flying, Grandma Thick? Well, I guess Troll Thick at this point. Yeah, no, I will go on up there. Um, I will probably be flying, but like next to the group, because it feels rude to just like jet on up there by myself. Well, sorry, sorry, Pop it. You're there. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that leaves uh, is Elamir and uh, Doc sort of climbing the stairs. It's a good long ways up there from stairs. It's it's. And this, these stairs are, like, hewn from the natural rock, but they this was done a while ago. So they have grooves uh, sort of cut in them from many, many footfalls, but also weather erosion and things like that. They're not super shady, but, you know, you would... What I'm hearing is uh, moss-covered and slick. Yeah, not, not that way, yeah, yeah. Exciting. Also, also a little crumbly. Just a little bit. As you sort of top the rise after a couple of switchbacks, um, you can see the grounds of the observatory and the observatory itself sort of spread out before you. And um, it's a 
It's a wizard. It's a wizard's tower. Like if we're being, <laughs> it's just a wizard's tower. Um, it's a pretty decent sized wizard's tower, and it is built of stone blocks, roughly like half a meter in in dimension, right? Um, and it's covered in what you have to assume in the fading light is some kind of ivy or growing plant or or uh, clinging plant. And there are no lights on inside. The door is open. There's a set of, like, a short set of stone, again, stone stairs that lead up to a doorway. The door itself is hanging open, and inside there is darkness. Weird question. Yes. How do Poppet's eyes work? <laughs> wow, that's, that is a good question. Um, <laughs> right? Like, I don't... And true, the answer to this is really obviously narratively. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I would assume that you like you're probably not even like it's not even clear you use light to see, right? Like I'm honestly, I think the thing that makes like the most sense for a being that is divine spark captured and felt, um, is like Poppet can see what Poppet believes Poppet can see to some extent. Okay. Okay. And so if Poppet is like, oh, it's dark, so I can't see in here, or like, oh, my eye has been removed, I guess I can't see out of that eye anymore. I think that's just how it functions. Okay. I love that. Okay, well, sure. And like, what I'm going to love is that, like, you're hanging out with Adam, you can see so much better in the dark than if you're having, hanging out with Mike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, sun is sort of now setting over the horizon. Um, you still have a little bit of daylight left. Poppet, like, just, just walks up to the door, like, swings it wide open and is poking, poking their head around inside. Um, there's, it's, it's messy. Like, Poppet's been places, right? Uh-huh. Um, he knows... Mostly pirate ships. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the pirate... The pirate ship was probably, like, a weird combination of, like, incredibly in order because it needed to be for people to survive and, like, also a huge mess, right? Yes. Um, this is sort of the backwards version of that. This, inside, you can tell, and it's just sort of, like, the, the ground floor of this tower, but there, there, there is an order to this place. Uh, someone kept this place very tidy and neat and then something did that harm it is no longer that thing there are papers uh spread out randomly just thrown across the 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 the, the floor uh there's a the little bit of furniture here like a ch uh, chair and a table uh are both been upended uh your tiny weirdo doll eyes can see that there are some the floor has been scraped in ways that uh, look fairly fresh, uh, and, but you can't quite tell what might have done that. Um, but it does look like there has been some sort of event here, fairly recent. Uh, like, the magical energies of the ether are lingering in the room? Um... That's a really good question, actually. Um, you don't... No. 
There's no, like, residual magic feel. Yeah, even so, I'm going to be like, stand back, I'm a doctor, and uh, attempt to attune to the weirdness of this place, see if I can get a sense of what it was for. Every time the doctor says, stand back, I'm a doctor, pop it applauds. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's me helping, if you would like it. Is this a thing that I can roll on, or should we just? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me. Yeah, you can. You can either use uh, surveil, which is the the actual find things out action, or you can use a tune. And if it goes badly, it goes badly. Oh, I'm definitely giving you that option. Okay, awesome. I have marked distress. Get a bonus die. Okay. I will take that bonus die. <laughs> It does and hopefully use it. It does not go badly. Do you remember if you had like object reading as one of your powers? I had psychometry. I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So then we'll say that's what happens. Uh, yeah. So you. Uh, I don't know. You pick something up off the floor. We'll say it's like a. Or, or it's an observatory. You pick like some sort of like spyglass up off the floor, right? And immediately you're hit with an impression, and it is the smell of sweaty fur and well-oiled leather and some snarling and and then a human, a very human, like, whimper. Yeah, that's what you get. Okay. So this place is safe and nothing bad will happen to us here. <laughs> I mean, that's past. That's something that did happen here. So yeah, and past events do not predict no. the future. No. <laughs> no, everyone knows werewolves never strike twice. That's right. Well, so just to make it perfectly clear, what are the odds of two full moons? <laughs> I, I so in a row, day after day. Come on. Because I didn't cover this at the beginning tonight, I want to make sure everybody understands. We are playing in the Palladium Fantasy universe, like the Palladium Fantasy setting, right? You all would know about Wolfen. Oh, that's right. They're just yes, wolf people. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, there is uh, to the north of here, right? Yeah, sure, we'll go with it. Um, to the north, roughly the north of here, there is essentially the Roman Empire, but where... Well... Werewolves implies they change. No, just like wolf people. I think it's our duty. I think it's our responsibility to protect this keep on the borderlands. There you mm. go. There you go. Um, yeah. So yeah, that happened here. Um, feel free to tell me what you want to do. I will. I will tell you right now. You are in no immediate danger. Um, but- Doc is in the room with us. Don't lie. <laughs> It's true. (laughs) Both Doc and Thick are in the room with you currently. Um, Yeah, in the room with you currently, you have a psychic, quote-unquote, doctor that is absolutely horrifyingly powerful. You have a superhero ogre that is uh, only only contractually obligated not to kill you (laughs) in your sleep. And um, the newly minted avatar of a vengeance god. Divorced Vengeance God. So, um, yeah. Divorced Dad Vengeance God. Uh, 
you should you should all be fine. It's it's a very like defenders scenario where everyone's here to keep an eye on everyone else. Like Doctor Strange and then Hulk and Namor are all here, like like Mexican standoffing around this wizard's tower right now. So yeah, um, I will tell you as the as your GM, uh, you are not in any immediate danger. Uh, but Bennett is not here. All right, I, I think I think we should settle in. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh. Poppet starts arranging paper by size. Luckily for Poppet, it's not terribly uniform in size because they are using like 1600s printing standards. So, yeah, there's a lot of variation. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk downtime activities. Um, most of us here have already played a Blades game. Uh, Adam has not, but for Adam's benefit and the uh, benefit of those at home, uh, downtime Blades Blades in the Dark, which is the system we're using, runs on uh, a rhythm that is do an action thing, which is the job, and then come back and do all the other things the resting the healing the setup the building cool stuff the going out and finding trouble to get into later that's and that's all downtime right the other 95 percent of our lives where we're people yes yes where you're not on the job doing something super high action or like you know momentary action and so uh what we're gonna do now is we're gonna transition into downtime actions Everybody gets two. You get two downtime actions. And they are acquire asset, long-term project, recover, reduce heat, train, or indulge vice. Now, most of us haven't taken a whole lot of uh, stress. So I'm going to assume that we're not going to be worrying that much about uh, indulging vice. So instead, acquiring asset, acquire asset is like go get a thing that you want or might need later. And there's rules for it. There's rules for all of these. A long-term project is sort of the same thing, but uh, maybe not as immediate a material benefit. Like, this is a thing that I want to accomplish. I'm going to spend some of my life in downtime actions doing it. Um, recover is how uh, you heal from wounds taken, which I don't think, or harm taken, which I don't think anybody did, right? Um, reduce heat. You go around town and you figure out a way to be less wanted by all the other people's. Um, and training is getting yourself some free XP by telling us what you do. So everybody gets two. Uh, who would like to lead off? And I'm okay with stretching out time scales, but I think we should probably try to do it in like in chronological order. So I don't know how worried you guys are about finding Bennett if you've already got the place, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'll show up. Yeah. There's one thing I know about reclusive mad scientists. It's that they always come home. Especially after they've been somehow accosted by wolf people. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried. The weird wolf fascists, pro fascists probably don't hold grudges very long or well. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> have never been known to do that, no. They're also definitely not, at, not technically at war with, like, literally everyone else. I know what Poppet does. I don't, like... Know what it means? 
Yeah, or how it fits in with like what other people are doing, um, or how long it's going to take. Like these are things that could take kind of arbitrarily long amounts of time because the two downtime actions I'm thinking of are probably both long-term projects. Okay. Okay. Well, so let's start here. Is there anyone who would like to indulge a vice or recover harm? I don't know that anybody has harm. No. Okay. No. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, the other things that probably make sense immediately would be uh, reducing heat, or you could probably find a way to train here. Um, if somebody wants to poke around the tower to acquire assets, I, I don't know. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll probably use these downtime actions to like get the lay of the land and explore some of the city. So, um, I think it works either way. If you've got a, a solid idea pop it uh we can probably rule that and then other people can piggyback if they want to sure um so Poppet's vice is answering prayers to echo okay but i don't know how to do that right now so and i'm assuming that this forgotten god is pretty forgotten um uh well um echo is a weird case uh, in that Aiko was once, like, the god, like, the, the, one of the most important ones, um, and there are still people who worship Aiko, she's just, like, not immediately available to them all the time, right? Sure. So, uh, yeah, you might be surprised, I guess, is what I should say. Okay, so one downtime thing is that is like find or otherwise invent a temple to echo okay uh and then ingratiate myself to it okay cool yeah that works for me so uh yeah uh okay well why don't if you're trying to trying to find or consecrate a temple to echo so echo is the goddess of protecting women well one of the things she really she does is protect women and children so the kinds of places you might find people who already have a sort of uh relationship there or a place that might be important to her would be things like i don't know orphanages brothels um i was gonna say yeah one of my my friend at uh, character creation is Nurex a prostitute, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we talk to her then? Maybe, maybe, sh maybe the first bit can be that, and a s uh, finding a way to make turn that into a uh, a worship situation, or find a way to make it a worship situation. Sounds good. So yeah, um, yeah. I, so you, is, she's a contact. You already know her then. Uh, ostensibly, we can also do the, like... Yeah. The getting-to-know-you scene. I was thinking about that. Because, yeah. Like, I think... It's because you're part, like... You're just, like... like a, Again, a divine spark in a, like, felt body. Yeah. I think you might be drawn. Like, you might be... Yes. You might get... Yeah, you get, like... Whatever passes for instinct. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you go trundling down... Like, that night, right? Like, maybe you... Everybody else is up there trying to, like, 
using torchlight or whatever to try to get themselves set up to because they have to do things like sleep, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't, I assume at least. I think Poppet like fakes sleep like did on the boat because it was just a thing that people did and Poppet thinks Poppet is people and Poppet is people in some ways but not along other ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, so uh you uh you start making your way towards the uh like there is a trail that leads back to town. And you uh it's not a nice trail. It is through the woods and rarely walked and uh, not exactly a uh, an easy trip for most people. Um, overgrown and 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 dark as it is, but uh, because you are supposed to walk it, you can find it and you walk this trail back into town um, and. It brings you out sort of over the town on the the hills above the bay. I just realized, sorry, that, that trail is like level designed in a video game. Like, yes. The yes. poppet vision is like, oh, this is a wall that is exactly the shape of wall that I can mantle. Uh-huh, yep, it sure is. It sure is, yes. Um, so yeah, you're, uh, you come out on the, in the hillsides, the, the hills above the, the, the bay town of Lopan and you are your eyes are immediately drawn to like one of the districts that's still like lit up super bright because it's where people go at night in this place um with candles and lamps and things like that uh yeah uh, lanterns guttering away and... mm -hmm, yep and you make your way down there like down and we'll we're not going to cover the whole path, but you make your way down yeah. there, and you're on this. You're on now. You're on the cobbled streets, right, of this place, and it is loud, and there are people partying. Uh, there's drunken sailors and and carousing and, in the streets. Yep, uh, and there are various uh, sex worker folks that are uh, selling them selling their wares or just out having a good time. Maybe they're taking a smoke break between shifts um and you are uh what is a good name for this brothel you are drawn to a building with a uh with sailor's rest sailor's rest i like it okay yeah you're drawn to a a a building called the uh a brothel called a sailor's rest and uh there's nobody manning the door um but it is pretty busy inside, uh, pretty pretty kicking, and you see a as soon as you walk through the door from this like semi lit street to the fully lit interior, um, one person, their eyes fix on you, and you can see there's and there's you can see there's like the spark of recognition. Yeah, and. You might be used to looks of, like, terror from people, right? I think that's most of what I've got for right Yeah, that's not what you're getting here. You are, uh, you are getting a recognition and, like, a, a feeling of hope. And you get a feeling that, like, oh, this is the per this person is the reason I'm here, right? Yeah, this, this is why I'm here, 
and like here is on this planet as much as it is in this building yes yes um so uh yeah and this person like immediately they were by themselves uh and it's uh it's a it is a a sex worker uh who is dressed up for the night let's say that um yeah and uh, but she immediately, she when she as soon as she spots you, she she stands up from the couch she was sitting on, and immediately takes like three steps towards you and sweeps you up into her arms, and then uh, sort of cuddles you down into herself in sort of a, an attempt to hide you almost, mm-hmm. uh, and then takes off at the most speed she can generate inconspicuously up the stairs. Yeah. I, this is all perfectly natural. Like there's, this is fine. Like I just go along with it. I'm not going to make any noise until she does sort of thing. Okay. Okay. And she, uh, she gets to the top of stairs and she opens, she like rushes to a door and opens it. And, uh, there's stuff going on inside that room. So she closes the door. Um, and then she tries another one and that one's empty. So she rushes inside. She shuts the door. She latches it in the way that she can. Uh, and, uh, then she immediately sets you on the bed and then just sort of like sits down and stares at you. I just like reach out a hand, probably palm up. Okay. Okay. And then like tilt a head to one side. Um, I feel like I would know her name. Yeah, it's it's Nerex, right? Yeah, and so I'd just be like, "Hello, Nerex," in the like vaguely creepy doll voice. Um, when you st- but just in a very sort of like flat way. Uh huh. Yeah, when you say that, she immediately uh, her eyes light up, and she says, "Oh, yes, you." Ha- you have come. I prayed for you and you came. Praise Aiko. Just like nod beatifically. Like I I feel like Poppet doesn't understand this, but it all just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um And she says Have you have you come have you come to help us? Have you come to to, to aid us? I've come to help all of you. How can I get started? Oh that is that is excellent news. We, oh, oh! This is this is the greatest day. I'm so happy. And she's she's and she's she she is clearly like ecstatic. You were there, and then she immediately yeah. uh, she 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 sort of like gives you like the one second uh sort of look, and she uh goes to the nearest like the the vanity right on the on the wall, mm-hmm. and she reaches she opens the drawer and she reaches in she comes out and like she turns and she's got a knife. Like, yeah, no, that's fine. Held in like stabbing position, right? Uh huh. Um, so what I want you to do is I want you to make some kind of roll here. And you said you were gonna do you're gonna do a couple of uh, a couple long-term of projects. long-term projects yeah. tonight. Okay, so give me a roll uh, with whatever you think it would be to like find and or contact Nerix as an appropriate action and then we'll fill this in here so getting there i think is prowl 
I would agree with that, yeah. Uh, which I'm great at, with one whole dot in. Uh, so I'm gonna push that button, and it doesn't matter because it's downtime. I got a five. Cool. All right, and that is uh, two ticks. Yeah, two ticks. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. So let me. I. I that's just a thing that I drew. Yeah, that's fine. So doing? I would just like freehand uh, it. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and we will come back to that. We. Um. Cool. Uh. Who has a thing they want to do? Well, first I will unmute, and then I think I know what Thick's first one's going to look like. Um. So Thick's coming to terms with the fact that he's got a get people to do what they're supposed to without murdering them. <laughs> okay. So he's probably going to train some resolve. Um, and like, I feel like it's just going around as granny and like giving people naughty looks. It's <laughs> like heading down to the <laughs> docks and like evil eyeing people. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like going around and being like, <laughs> and seeing who reacts and how. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> That's going to be training resolve, but... <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're down at the docks, right? And you mm -hmm. are... Uh, there are all sorts of... There are all sorts of various... M mongers of various kinds. There's the... Uh, there's the Stevedores Union is still down there. Um, and uh, there's, there's a lot of activity on the docks. Uh, including the customs officers... So I, are you, like, actually doing things, or are you just, like, wandering around as a crotchety old lady, like, evil eye? Oh, yeah. Like, going around as a crotchety old lady, and just, like, giving people who are being dicks, like, you know, really stern looks and stuff like that, right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, you do that, and you get, you get some fun reactions, I assume. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing you notice while you're at the docks, though, um... That may or may not be important mm -hmm. later uh, is that uh, Swallowtail's ship is still there. Oh no! Just, just FY, just FYI. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. Um, who, who, who are you into? Give me, give me somebody to RP you intimidating right now. Hmm. Trying to figure out something like, uh, all right, there is, there's a fucking rat catcher okay. who uses like street kids and stuff like that to help do some, most of his work. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's a dick to them. Ooh, yeah. Um, I actually have a dude for that. Uh, just made Aiko's naughty list. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, basically, yes. Yeah, so we somebody had a Bazo Baz as their hello. Is that you? Yeah, I got him written down as a ruthless leader of a gang of children pickpockets, but I'm fine with him. Also, I'm fine with him moonlighting Ratcatcher. <laughs> All right. Tell he knows which homes to break into. Uh huh. Ooh, yeah. I think that's pretty traditional, actually. Um, yeah. So like, for a couple of days there. Every time he's trying to pull something, he just sees Granny looking over his shoulder. 
you know, just like in the edge of his vision, looking at him real stern, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at some point, he, uh, you can see that he's like got these kids that keep reporting to him, and some of them are working for rat catching. Some of them are doing other stuff. Um, but he's not very nice to them, and that's that's obvious. Like he is, he is a real dickhead to these kids. Um, but the other thing you notice is that uh, he sends at some point he sends some kids over, like to get rid of you, to get rid of the old lady. Like some larger enforcer style kids, right? Um, and one of them walks up and is like, "Hey, you, boss says you need to move on, old lady." Jonathan, did I, did I drop? Did I lose somebody? No, I muted myself again because I was eating some chips. Ah. Um, but uh, so uh, yeah, moving on. Oh, but the, I don't know. I feel so bad the way he's talked to you like that. He shouldn't do that to his little friends. No, you don't know. How, you don't know what it's like. No, you just need to get, get get out, get get before somebody makes you get. Oh, what made you so sour? Here, listen. I feel a little bad because well, there's three of them or so. Yeah, we'll say. yeah. I only have three of these. But I pull out a tasty baked good for each of them. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. And I, I give them each one. Now, now, quick, before while he's not looking, you should eat them up or he's going to steal them from me, you know. I know his type. Two of them, like, grab them from you and, like, immediately shove them into their mouth. Like, they're, like, half starving <laughs> and half, like, have never, like, half greedily want the cookie, right? The other one, <laughs> the one who actually did the talking... We'll take it from you, and he will look at you like he's thinking over what you're saying to him, and then he sort of pulls out an unusually clean cloth for the way the rest of him looks. <laughs> and then he will wrap the cookie in it and put it in his pocket. And he'll say, you should still get out of here. This is, he's, yeah, for your safety, Grandma. Well, it's nice when a young boy looks after an old woman's safety. That's good. You keep that up. I'm going to continue my perambulation. And slowly move away and stuff. Okay. And as you walk off, because as I recall, your speed was like three. Um, yes. <laughs> you, you can see them, like, report back in, and there's an exchange... Uh, and the kid that you the kid that you were talking to is standing up a little bit straighter as he he talks to Bazo Baz here. Mm-hmm. Like he's maybe not as inclined to take his shit anymore. At least at this exact moment. Cool. Um yeah, so mark down your I guess two XP for resolve there. Okay. Right, because we're uh, the cult is trained in resolve. Yeah, we're better at training resolve. Oh. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Who wants to go now? That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at thatdndpodcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. 
M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. Thank you.